But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And it's a big weekend in Chicago. Because the Blackhawks are playing the Bruins. No. Because no, the, even hockey season. the 1998 Chicago Bulls are playing the Detroit Pistons. No. Because... You're not very good at this. Deep Dish Pizza is thriving and sweeping the nation. Uh, I think you're a little late on that one. Because... New Day Rocks. New... While that is true, that's not the reason. All Out is this weekend. StarCast is happening. I mean, majority of wrestling fans are are Stoked. probably looking well, but yeah, and probably looking forward to if you're in Chicago this entire weekend. But most wrestling fans, Saturday night, All Out, pretty damn good card. Took a little bit of a hit with with the at least the character work of the. Um, Omega and Moxley match, but the quality of match has gone up. Pac against Omega is going to be a kick-ass match, wrestling-wise, anyway. Um, but, I mean, there's so many other good matches, and it's going to be... I'm hoping it better be better than Fallen. Fight for the Fallen, because that was just... That was, that, was, that was boring. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's an unpopular opinion be, between the fan base of AEW, but Fight for the Fallen was boring. Yes. Or boring. <laughs> or was born. It Either was, way. It was born that day and it died that day. Yeah. But let's start out with This Week in Wrestling. Oh, I thought we were already in This Week in Wrestling. No, I didn't really announce it. We just kind of were talking about This Weekend. So now it's official. This Week in Wrestling is actually This Week in Wrestling. I'm going to start out with AEW. Because okay. I have one story. Okay, because... One, one extra story. I was going to save it till the end. But hold but on. I was going to get WWE... You're gonna give it afterwards. You're gonna give it time to breathe. Yeah, I, I was, but then fuck it. Talk about AEW anyway. Yeah, you had already introed yourself by introing yourself again. You started out in this week in wrestling talking about AEW. Decided you needed to announce it to the world that we were in this week in wrestling, and we're gonna go right back to AEW. If you're not caught up and you <laughs> didn't understand what we were doing this show, shame on you. I was a part of it, and I'm confused. You preluded yourself by already talking about what you announced. I understand it. Let's not go down that rabbit hole again. But I want to. (laughs) I know you do. AEW has has announced that Dustin Rhodes, of course, a.k.a. Goldust, has signed a multi-year deal, which is a departure from what he was saying, because this was going to be... A one and done? Well, his last ride, a one and done, and then the tag match with Cody, and that kind of was it. But now he's signed a multi-year deal as talent and as a um, trainer slash producer backstage. So the old man couldn't get out of the game. No. I wonder why. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if... I mean, the love and the passion is still there. 
and this is probably for him an enormous breath of fresh air. So why not? If he's in the best shape that he's not ever been in, because when he first broke in and he was the natural Dustin Rhodes, he was in phenomenal shape. Obviously, he was probably 25 years younger. Of course. But for how his eight, I was going to say how old he is. <laughs> this is probably the reason that he blocks us on Twitter, because I called him an old fart. Uh, yeah, or one block, and I still don't understand why. No idea why. No, no idea. If he ever gets wind of him blocking us, hopefully, no, because now he'll know, and now he'll just be like, okay, well, these guys are assholes, <laughs> especially the fucking bald one. <laughs> well, anyway, let's move on to WWE. So we'll be talking oh, No, that's it for AEW, because we'll be talking more about the entire match, well, not ma- entire match card, but the match card and the good matches with AEW. So let's go to WWE, okay. give them their little bit of time. Give them their, uh, their five hours. <laughs> yeah. So continuing the King of the Ring, four more people have advanced, and I, I mean... Bracket Buster. One, bum, yeah, I did not see coming. Bracket Buster. Boom, boom, boom. And that's Ali. Like you're saying, the bracket buster beating Buddy Murphy. That wasn't the bracket buster. What do you you? I think a lot of people had Buddy Murphy going, and including you. I did, but yeah. that wasn't the bracket buster. The bracket buster was Drew McIntyre losing to Ricochet. <sighs> yeah, he was abs- the he uh, was the pick to win. He was the odds-on favorite, and that wasn't just a, a saying. On- I, I think it was. I think the odds-on favorite to win is Corbin. No, I think the uh, well, yeah, now maybe, but the odds-on favor, the fans picked to win this was a toss-up between Andrade, who's still in it, and Drew McIntyre. If you were scouring through the predictions and who everyone wanted to win, the majority was McIntyre. But everybody who everybody wanted to win, or who everyone thought could thought was going to win, they're two different things. I think their want and their thought were one and the same on this one. Really? Yeah, I mean, it. if you think about it, it would have catapulted him where he should be. I, I agree with that, absolutely. Uh, but th- I don't the, think there was any part of me that ever thought McIntyre was going to win. The way that he's been booked? No, I think you're right. He mm-hmm. hasn't really been on any sort of hot streak, any mm-hmm. sort of winning streak. I mean, the last person he faced, I believe, was KO, and KO beat him. Yes. So, no, he hasn't really, he really hasn't shown that he's the top-tier talent. I mean, he has the look, he fits the bill, but just like with Strowman, I mean, Trigger is there, it's cocked, they just don't pull it. Yeah, I, God, I hope that doesn't happen to McIntyre. I can't see it happening to him because it's uh, a completely different different than he scenario. Was. Yeah, um, but God, I hope not. That what seems to be seems to be the route that keeps being taken. I mean, you think that he's going to be highlighted when he's with Shane McMahon. He ends up being the third fiddle, yeah, behind Elias. For Not the, that Elias doesn't deserve it, but you figure with McIntyre, you thought he'd be skyrocketed up once he finally got into position, and he hasn't. But I mean, Ricochet moves on, like we said, with beating. McIntyre, Ali beating Buddy Murphy was another big one because I think a lot of people saw what Murphy was getting and thought maybe this could be it. So and I love Ali. He he works his ass off. His promos are very good. They've gotten so much better. This should be the transgression that goes from when he left and got injured. This should be where he picks up. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, but it should be. But it should be. Yeah. Because I think he goes against Elias, and it looks like Elias might... I, I mean, this, now it's beginning to become toss-ups. Yeah. No, you're right. I think you get Corbin Ricochet in, in that uh, scenario, mm-hmm. and then on the other side you get Andrade Ali. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And it ending with, man, maybe it ends Ali Corbin. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, once it gets ultimate to, underdog versus the hated Baron Corbin, and then him going over and becoming king. Oh boy, I think that's the way you play because he'll be beating Ricochet too. So we'll already have that heat going into it. Yes. Although if they want to go with pure wrestling and what's going to steal the show, then you can't go wrong with Ricochet versus Andrade. Yeah. On the flip side of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, depending on which route they want to go and what part of the fan base they want to please or irritate. Yeah. Well, I mean, in both scenarios, you're going to get a reaction. But yeah, I think the yeah, biggest the biggest reaction that he's going to get is Corbin winning. Yeah, I Corbin believe. beating Ali, I agree, is... But Corbin ultimate. just winning the whole thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When everyone thinks he shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying, actually, when we talked, we talked on the phone yesterday, I said... I'm digging this Corbin. I actually liked him. Like, him wearing the crown, cutting the promo, I was like, you know what? He kind of won me over. And I said it before, though. Because he quit your least favorite franchise in TGI Fridays. (laughs) He lost the vest. Looks a little bit better in a wife beater type thing. Um, I don't know. I never liked the lone wolf, like I said before. I like this asshole Corbin a whole lot better. Okay. So, one of the funniest things I've I, I seen that came out of Monday Night Raw, maybe not Raw, but a reaction to what came out of Raw, Ziggler and Bobby Roode winning this tag team... Turmoil. Turmoil, thank you. Uh, and now being challengers for the titles, people started to name their tag team. And the best one I, I saw, and I immediately thought of you because it sounded like something that you would come up with right away. Probably was my burner account. <laughs> it was, uh, they wanted to be called Rudolph. Yeah, I saw that. I was I was like, that screams Joe. Like, that would be something you would come up with. It's was, it was perfect. It's the right kind of corny. Exactly. exactly. It's nice and wholesome. But, I mean, th- we were just talking about this. What oh. happened to the mustache? I don't know. He grew the beard back, and Dude. you got. If you're going to be heel, if you're keep gonna, the mustache. If you're going to be anybody in life, <laughs> keep the fucking mustache. I don't care what you are. You're keeping the fucking. You once you show mustache, you can't go back. This isn't a, a mustache non mustache world. This is a you have a mustache. You keep the fucking mustache. <laughs> I love you know how what, passionate you, you are you know about what ha- this. You know what happens when someone shows a nice mustache on live television and then robs the fan base of such mustachioness? You got to quit the wrestling business. You can't be. You can't be in a winning tag team after that. You can't be rewarded after getting rid of said mustache. This is this is an atrocity. Not just for the fact that they put together a team out of nowhere, which they love doing, going against another team that they just randomly put together because they love doing, has everybody outraged because none of the tag teams that are actually legit tag teams, and I will back this, legit tag teams 
cannot continue to be beat by these makeshift tag teams for a month just because you're out of fucking ideas. That doesn't work. That doesn't fly. But back to the real thing, the <laughs> issue at hand. Robert Roode does not have a mustache. Therefore, Robert Roode does not win anything in WWE until he brings back that mustache. So, with that being said, Ziggler and Roode will probably beat Rollins and Braun, and Braun will probably lose against Rollins at Clash of Champions. All right. And there better be a fucking mustache come <laughs> Monday night. There better be a victory mustache come Monday night. I don't think you're going to get that, but another one match that was made for Clash of Champions was Miz versus Nakamura for the U.S. title. Only reason I want to see this is because maybe you put the title on the Miz and he brings the title back on TV and the, the title gets some meaning back into it a little bit. Well, here's the thing. It could have meaning. They just got to put Nakamura on the title on TV. You just have to have the champion on the television. Yeah. You have to actually show a little... You can show as much... They invest in The Miz. It's proven. It's a a commodity. The Mm -hmm. Miz. But you're... You're hurting the rest of the roster that you don't have any faith in. You had a white-hot baby face Shinsuke Nakamura that everyone sang the song to. You decided to take a nice gamble and have him turn on AJ Styles, which got a great reaction. So now you had a white-hot heel, Shinsuke Nakamura, that was going into a feud with the top babyface, arguably, in the whole entire country. Not country. Company. Company. But maybe the country. Who the fuck knows? I could be right. I could be onto something. You're right. Decide not to pull the trigger. Gun-shy, once again, like always. Now you have Shinsuke Nakamura beat Finn Balor with Finn Balor already rumored to be leaving for an extended vacation, which is no surprise. Now he doesn't do anything. He's given a mouthpiece in Sami Zayn, which is actually not a bad maneuver because Sami Zayn is floundering. It gives him a little bit of meeting. He's already been generating a lot of heat with his mouth. Hasn't been winning much, but he's been generating enough heat with his mouth to actually work, putting him with Shinsuke Nakamura. It is an interesting pairing. I will give it that. It's interesting. But to take the title off Nakamura just to give it to The Miz, just because The Miz is a proven commodity, you can't keep going back to the well. It will eventually dry up. And face Miz is already starting to dry up with the fan base. Yeah, he has to go back heel. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to go back heel because everyone wants him to go back heel because now you've turned the baby face into I, the heel baby face because now you're going to cheer, cheer heel Miz. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of of baby face Miz. Period. I, I think the a Miz of, is much better are. is much better heel. Um, now he had his moments, but With all the, in all, he's better heel. He needs the right. See, the problem is that he's a really good heel, and finding the right heel for him to go up against is going to be hard because he's so good at running his mouth. Ziggler is a great heel to play off of face Miz because they can both flip-flop and go back and forth to between face heel, face heel. Yeah. Samoa Joe would be another one to probably go up against the Miz because they'd be able to actually play Miz as the weaker one, as the vulnerable baby face. Joe is the savage. Other than that, who the hell else he got? You don't really have a lot of pure heels. Baron Corbin, but Miz would eat him alive on the microphone. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a good question. I I know I'm a stumper. <laughs> so, over to NXT. Oh. Last night on NXT, 
the previously undisputed, taped, so yeah. people had already known. Yeah, but for those who just try and stay away and they keep it kayfabe. Yeah, exactly. The undisputed era won the NXT Tag Team Champions over the Street Profits last night. So now three out of the four guys have gold again. Kyle O'Reilly is a three-time tag team champion. Mm-hmm. Fish won back the title he never really lost. Yes. The Street Profits lose in a surprising match, but they've been on Raw every single week. Was this preluding to anything? Maybe they're going to bring up another tag team from NXT, crippling them once again in the tag team division. I, God, I hope not, because they need to stay down there if they're... I mean, you see how loved they are when they come out. Here's you know the thing. Mean? You need to send all the tag teams to NXT if you're not going to feature them on your five hours of television already, soon to be six hours of television already. Well, look, you got to... All right, the Street Profits. You now got a returning Fandango and Tyler Breeze back together. In it NXT. Like, in NXT. Bring down the B team. Okay, for what purpose? To start to build this tag team division up even more for NXT. If oh. you're going on TV and you're going to two hours, why not bring a couple tag teams down? Heavy Machinery, bring them back. They don't need to be on the main roster. See, that they're over on the main roster, though. They're, they're going to be just as over on NXT anyway. It doesn't matter whether they're main roster or NXT because NXT well, is going to be on TV then for two hours anyway. Who do you have left as a tag division then on both shows? You have the tried and true Usos, New Day. There's only going to be an amount of time until people tire if they're not already tired of seeing them continuously win the championship belts. You have the Revival. You have the War Raider experience of the Lost Ark. <laughs> That's you, a new one. You have oh the original club, the OC, the BC, yeah. BC for life. Yeah. And then you got makeshift tag teams. You got Rollins and Braun. Well, yeah. And you got that, get these burn it downs. <laughs> yeah, but that's, we, I think everyone knows that's going to be split up pretty quick. That's not, they're not actually. Then what the hell is the point of entangling them in your tag know. team division? I don't know. Just let it be Braun versus Rollins for the WWE title. You don't really need You could have built this titles. separately and not done it. And as much as you think that you're tricking the fan base into throwing in this tag team turmoil to show every tag team that you have that you <clears throat> underutilize, you would have been able to build something without doing that to face the club at Clash of Champions. Yeah. Although that wasn't big enough star power for an already weak, weak card. Yeah. It is. It is. This Absolutely. card is yeah, shaping up to be a stinker, and I don't even know if the matches themselves can save it. It's going to be hard. It really it, is. It, it really is. Yeah. Clash of Champions is not shaping up to be a good card. No. It's not shaping up to be like a, wow, I got to see this type card. Yeah. Nothing has really been built properly. No. And and there are matches that you've seen before. And your matches, you're like, oh, God, I hope they don't go this route. Like Charlotte and Bailey. I hope, I mean, as much as, it's the same thing with The Miz with Charlotte. As much as Charlotte has shown to be tried and true and to be able to bring prestige to the title, she, do, she doesn't need to keep winning these damn championships. I mean, if Bailey's going to have it and you have, I don't know, you have a whole fucking women's division... Why does it have to be the same four people? Because on the other side, which is a lot better built and has a lot more interest, but you have the other two horse woman in Becky Lynch and yeah. Sasha Banks. This one's being built a little bit better. Uh, yeah, you have Natty involved in it as well. Becky's promo work has been 
above average and on point. Yes, Sasha Banks is heel now, which everyone wanted. And you have these two. You have the man <clears throat> versus the boss. This is a lot better matchup. This, of, I actually of, really like the Natty involvement, that brawl they had on Monday night. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was good. Natty's the freaking big show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She could turn in an instant and turn on Becky. Yeah. No, and you're right. go heel, face, heel, face, heel. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Something like that. In a matter of a month. Yeah. She's the big show. But, and that, it, she can be that. It, yeah, it, she know, can I mean, be. At this point in her career, that that's fine. It just, people gotta just accept it. Accept that she's the big show. Exactly. Yeah. Banana, nana, 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 nana. Well, it's a big show. It's a big, bad show tonight. All right, so I'm going to move on to a topic that everybody on the internet is talking about today. Oh, yeah? Thursday, August 29th, on, on the, in the wrestling internet, I should say, on social media, on the, Twitter. The WrestleNet? Sure. The PWI... Oh. Top 500 wrestlers. The internet wrestling community set ablaze by Dave Meltzer and his boys. Yes. Um, all I'm, came out today. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that... I'm shocked with a lot of these, actually. Yeah. Um, you we wanna, we you have the go, top 10. I know we have the top... You have the top 500. Well, but the uh, if unless you had the issue, you you... I can't find the top 500 anywhere on the internet right now. We'll have to go to the local newsstand yeah. and pick up a copy. But, I mean, the top not 10... Pick it, just pick it up, look at it, and then put it back. Yeah. Not buy it. Of course, no. We're screenshot a bunch of the a bunch of the list, and that's about it. Yeah. But... Stupid idiot. <laughs> top 10. Rollins is number one, followed by Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Okada, Gargano, Reigns, Omega... Tanahashi, and rounding out the top ten is Osprey. In that order, one to ten. Okay, so how Roman Reigns gets over Kenny Omega blows my mind. Okay, well here, how Kenny Omega cracks the top ten blows my mind. He wrestled two matches. He wrestled two matches. Roman Reigns has been, and that's not even like. So before before we go in this, I looked up all the requirements and everything, okay, just to see what it, what it was. So yeah. from la- from July first of twenty eighteen, okay, to June thirtieth of twenty nineteen, okay. So he had is, more than two. Yes, is the requirement, and it's and this is how they rank them. It goes by win loss record, technical ability, win loss record. Roman hasn't lost in six years. <laughs> I understand that technical ability, okay, influence on the spot. Success against the highest competition. Su- success against diverse competition. Okay. And activity. Okay. So there's a couple of them in there where Roman, there's no way Roman should be in there. Because diverse? Who is he face as diverse? All he did was fight McIntyre half the year. Bobby Lashley. Like, he, there was two or three people he wrestled the entire time. And but, I'm not hating on Roman Reigns. Well, here, it's just that goes there are hand, other people. That goes hand-in-hand hand with top-tier competition. They're arguably... Bobby Lashley, the, they can try and make him seem like that. He's not top competition. There's, that, that Bobby Lashley is not But he's it. a name. He's a top name. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, Omega's match that he lost the title... Against Tanahashi, wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? Wasn't a, a five star bout, in my opinion, that you're used to seeing against him and Okada. Yeah. 
So, I mean, his he dropped because his his matches. I don't mind, and that's the other thing. I but don't. I, I know, I know what you're going to say. In turn, like Roman Reigns wasn't putting together five star matches of his own. Yeah, well, yeah, I was. I mean, that's true, absolutely. But the sheer fact that he's in front of Osprey is a huge, yeah, but huge his problem. his numbers are higher. His wrestling matches, his his numbers. As for, what do you mean numbers? Like oh, like his um, number of matches like, and his eyes on him were more. Yeah, but in a in a uh, not only that, in a but vacuum. He, you can't. What was the say one? That the Osprey. The something on the spot. What was that? What was that criteria? Influence. Influence on the spot. Okay. Influence. Okay. Yeah. And yes. He has more influence. Absolutely. His, There's no. I'm argument surprised here. he's not closer to one because of yeah. him coming back from in remission and from cancer. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, let's, let's. Yes, people will love and hate Roman Reigns. Let's let's not dwell on this. Yeah. My number one and should be everybody's number one from this year. Being the most meaningful, in uh, just the most meaningful wins and the highest competition of wins and all the uh, everything you're putting out there, it screams Kofi Kingston. I agree. It screams. I agree. Kofi Kingston. Diverse and competition on, on the spot. Yeah. That WrestleMania moment was the WrestleMania moment this year. Whether it being main that, event or not, it doesn't matter. Those matches leading up to him eventually getting in, that whole storyline of how he kept getting screwed over, that is the number one spot. That was the most... And then after he won it, has the most meaningful... Um, what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? Defenses. Title defenses. Yes. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Diverse competition, that whole three, four month span of him he was wrestling, in fucking, he was everybody. in the elimination chamber yes. against everybody. Yeah. And put, stole the show. Don't forget about the the uh, gauntlet match. The that he gauntlet wrestled. match. Well, <laughs> like, Rollins has one of those under his belt, too, but I don't yes. know if it's in that year span. Yeah. But Kofi I've, Kingston is the number one. How he was bumped down the number four, yes. I mean, the numbers, he got hot probably. No, he got hot in the right time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was halfway through, so there's where the argument of AJ Styles could arguably be number one as well. Yeah. Because yeah. AJ Styles stayed hot for the bulk of two years. Gargano belongs up there as well Gargano's. for his year. He's he Maybe if you're talking Kofi one, you got to say Gargano's two or three. Like, he's up there. They gave him the name Johnny Takeover. Yeah. Because his matches and... He's on every takeover. He mm-hmm. steals the show every damn time. From the Tommaso Ciampa storyline that just keeps going away and coming back and going away and coming back. And every time they come back to it, it changes and gets more intertangled and intertwined and more elaborate. I mean, Gargano and then him versus the Dream, him versus Cole. It's just, and Andrade was in there too because that was back in January, right? No, that was January of the year before. That was the year before, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a, I mean, it's a tough list to actually look at and be like, well, this, this, this should be number one, because you know who's making the list. Yeah. I mean, the criteria is legit. It is, yeah. I'm wondering if Rollins got the, the extra nod because he just wanted to generate that buzz. Because there's going to be a lot of naysayers. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. I mean, I... I I don't want to say I have a problem with him being at one. Um, he beat Brock twice. I mean, I guess that's <laughs> something. Yeah, I'm, I mean, highest competition. Brock's up there eh. as far as like the big of the most unbeatable because yeah. no one else has been able to beat him 
like yeah, that. Rollins really isn't my problem. Um, but, I mean, I, I looked down the top 100. That I could find. And I was just... I mean, some names, like Adam Cole's 18. Uh, Pentagon Jr.'s 28. Bobby Lashley's down to 30. Juice Robinson's at 32. Buddy Murphy's at 33. Where did uh, John Moxley fall? Moxley is at 20. He's Ooh. in the top 20. I'm surprised he didn't edge his way up because he... That what hurt him was getting buried in WWE against McIntyre. Yeah. Well, yeah, McIntyre's 36. He, he was also injured. Well, yeah, of course. But, I mean, Taven's 37. He's above Randy Orton, who's well, 38. I mean, Randy Orton really didn't really do too terribly K- much. KO, who was going a lot of that a lot of last year, he's at 40. So, I mean, there are other guys. All, I mean, I mean, Rey Mysterio is 53. I'd be interested to see next year's coming and how this plays out with the fiend. If he, if some character like that could end up being number one, uh, yeah, I mean it's possible. It, it'd be it interesting to his, get a, this year. I mean, this, like a character back into the like, I don't know. Has Ultimate Warrior ever been PWI number one? I, I mean, because there's a character, there's a persona. I mean, something like that. Someone who's a little bit larger than life. Someone who's actually. A, a good character that actually wins. I mean, these are all phenomenal wrestlers. Yes. I mean, Bray Wyatt can go in the ring, but he brings something completely different with his storylines and his character. Another good one, Matt Riddle was number 69. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's Riddle 69. That's almost fitting. Yeah, exactly. If he gets that match against Goldberg, he's skyrocketing the number one. <laughs> Drew Gulak is at 87. There you go. Did Goldberg crack it? Um, not the top 100. He cracked his fucking head open. I know that much. <laughs> Number 100 is Zack Ryder. Really? Yeah, he's uh, 100. David Starr is 99. One ahead of Zack Ryder. I feel like Starr did so much more than Ryder. I, I agree. I the, guess it's... The uh, funny thing is, I know there's a wrestler named Zeus, but when I read this list and saw Zeus was number 91, I immediately... Thought crooked eyes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Debo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Debo got back in the ring. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That no, that can't be right. <laughs> a simpleton. <laughs> it was funny though. I I did write down a couple others that that interest us. Uh, Joey Ryan was one sixty five. Um, Orange Cassidy was two twenty four. Okay. And uh, Joey Janela was one sixty. All right. So I mean, all names that could change next year. Yeah, yeah. I Joey mean, Janela be on Joey Janela and Orange Cassidy both being on network television. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's gonna be a lot more eyes on the products. So I mean, you'll probably see a completely different list next year. Yeah. Oh, the, absolutely. The bulk will be, I mean, AEW, NXT, WWE. I mean, who will be independent anymore? Who? 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 <laughs> What else you got? What's next? Give it to uh, us. I think next is the rumor mill.
makes you want to bang on a trash can. <laughs> so does that make you patty mayonnaise? Wait, why did the hell am I patty mayonnaise? Because you got to be patty mayonnaise. Wh- why? Well, you're not going to be Roger Klotz. I, uh, yeah, I agree with that, but why you're the not fuck be do ska- I got to be... You're not Skeeter. You're Patty. What? Wait, all right, so who are you? I'm Doug. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if anything, you you are Skeeter for sure. No, I'm Doug. Absolutely. I am fucking Quail Man. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, on to the rumors. WWE has been in contact Uh-oh. with two of Joe's favorite pro wrestlers today. It makes me so swaffed. <laughs> Enzo and Cass apparently are in talks with WWE about being top stars in NXT now that NXT is going to the USA Network. Well, there's another tag team. <laughs> we were just talking about it. Look, they would actually be be good for NXT. As much as you hate Enzo... It would completely go against my theory of them showing up at StarCast, unless this no, is a no. swerve, and this is they're going to show up at All Out. It, I mean, it could possibly be. could or... possibly be a swerve. As I always say, use the internet to your advantage and keep kayfabe alive. Yeah, but I would actually, after watching his promo he cut for Prison Break for um, NEW... You mean the one that he cut twice, that they cut away well, from? Well, they messed that up. It wasn't his fault, but it was a good promo. And not only that, we always said he can talk. He's very good on the mic. Not so good in the ring, but, I mean, he's okay, but he's really good on the mic. And Big Cass has transformed himself, got himself into shape. But what does what does it do when he goes back? Does he mean does he? Hopefully, he doesn't fall back into the same rut. Yeah, I don't know. But on NXT, they they flourish there. I mean, they were flourishing only, on the. Not only that, but they're going to TV, and you need the names that are actually going to draw. Yeah. And contrary to what I believe, they do draw eyes do. to them. Yeah. And they will be back in probably their full capacity of who they were when they left. Yeah, the certified G's. But they've developed a different, more edgier persona after they left and bad-mouthing almost everybody they get a chance to. I mean, coming back to WWE would probably hinder them. I don't know. With NXT, they haven't tweaked people's characters from the indies too much. Like, they a little bit, but all in all, they've kept them close to Yes, the scene. but they also haven't been on network TV. True. They have to true. have... Better personas. They have to have engaging personalities to draw the eyes in. I think they have engaging personalities. I mean, Enzo, yeah, you'd have to turn, uh, of course, tone down his his mouth, his cursing. But other than that, the attitude he has, it. it I mean, Oh, no, I'm talking works. about, yes, they do have a persona. But I'm yeah. talking about with NXT, you're saying the wrestling is going to get them fully through. But, no, they're going to need character work oh, yeah. for no, 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 television. I, yeah. yeah, they would actually fit the bill for that. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, next one I have, apparently, the Hell in a Cell main event... Oh, I saw this. ...was spoiled, maybe? Leaked? leaked that is being advertised that The Fiend will face either Rollins or Braun Strowman in the main event of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Maybe but, a bit of trolling on Twitter as well between Braun Strowman and The Fiend going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman shouting that he'll get these hands and that his door is always open. I mean, he can't take Aleister Black's gimmick already. The door thing is his. Braun can't have a door. If fucking Rude can't have a mustache, then <laughs> Braun can't have a door. Whatever gets a feud between Black and The Fiend going, I'm good with it. So let him steal it and let, let Aleister Black... 
Black Mass, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, because I would go over. Look, I just want Black versus The Fiend. <laughs> I, think I just want anything to get me there. I don't care what it is. I think that we're going to get there, but I don't think it's going to be the their first stop. Yeah. As much as he needs an opponent, I mean, at least there's a story and a history with whoever it may be, either Rollins or... Or Strowman. I mean, Strowman would probably make more sense because he was once a follower of Bray Wyatt. And I like how they were playing off of the teacher becomes the student type thing. But this is a compl- this would be completely different. Well, and that's the other thing. I guess it would he would have to be the title holder if they're advertising it for the main event. Yeah, I mean, The Fiend versus Strowman, I think, edges out The Fiend versus Rollins. Seth Rollins. I agree. I feel like the mind games with Seth, Seth Rollins would make that really corny. I feel like Strowman, he's supposed to be the monster, but I feel like he can get a lot more edgier with Strowman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You do, and not only that, it, you I can mean, start what's, to. What's Bray going to do? Capture Becky? Could. I mean, really? He could. I, I know. Mean, he could. Of course, he could. Yeah. I, I know he could, but I don't want him to. I want him to get more creative than that. Yeah. Don't hinder the fiend. Let him flourish. Let him think. Let him live. God damn it. I I hear what you're saying. Of course you do. All right. I only have two. That, two that's it. Two rumors? I only rumors? have two rumors. That's it. Ah, we're a little light on the rumors today. Yeah. So, to close out our show, we're going to end with... We're going to go all out? We are going to go all out, yes. And uh, we're going to talk about about four or five matches. The, the um, bigger name matches. The main the main show matches? Yes. There's a lot going on in this card. The more that you look at it, you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Yes. forgot about yeah. that. I mean, they put together a good card. I do believe that it's going to be... I mean, they're not on TV yet, so they have to build everything through the being the elites and the road to all-outs and... And anything else on social media. Anything else. Basically, they build their feuds on indie shows and social media. Yeah. Which is, I guess, the new age way of doing it. But well, it's, Until October. It's harder. It's oh, hard. yeah. It's, I mean, it's harder to get all the eyes that you want on what what you're doing. Yeah, I so, mean, and you're going to have your diehards that are going to watch it anyway, just absolutely. like you have for WWE. But, I mean, to actually grow, you're going to need to get those new eyes. Yeah. And Moxley going down, I think, hurts that. I mean, I'd like to say immensely, but they brought in another former WWE guy, not with as much clout as Dean Ambrose had, but bringing in Pac, Kenny Omega, I mean, what was the most was the match I was looking most forward to was Moxley and Omega. This is probably now 1A or 1, 1B on the most looking forward. Because I think it's going to be, I think it still could be the best match of the show. Oh, from wrestling? Absolutely. I agree with that. But I but I think it falls down the card, though. Well, that's the thing. Like like I said in the beginning. Like, it doesn't mean as much. Yeah, the, the story you had built was very, very well done. And you're still getting the character of Moxley. You were riding such a high after seeing him attack Kenny Omega and then Omega coming back and attacking him. And then you see him leave for Japan and go fucking have all these banger matches, win the IWGP United States title to come back. Because you know he's bringing the title with him. Yeah. Kenny Omega was the inaugural champion. I mean, it had all different angles thrown into it. And now, I mean, this match, as great as it's going to be, you don't get that whole caveat with it, mm-hmm. which sucks. 
Yeah, and it takes some hype away from that event. It really does. It does, but what they've started to hype up more, which actually had some story going into it as well, is Cody and Sean Spears, a.k.a. or F.K.A., the 10 guy, the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. Dillinger's got a different character. He's completely, completely different than what he was in NXT. And the addition of Tully Blanchard is genius. Yeah, it brings in that... I mean, I know some will look at it as like, oh, you're just bringing back the old NWA, WCW guys. This is the whole. This is, you're basically WCW, but I mean, it's family lineage. It's who Cody Rhodes. It's the Rhodes family. Who they are. Yeah, their history. They're a story. Yeah, family. Yeah, I I really liked his addition. I, I think Not it helps Spears. Tully's been, I mean, in the ring with Dustin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I just Dusty. Like you said, it adds to it. This whole this whole storyline. Like, if you're going to get a horseman, I mean. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get a flair. And Arn Anderson, you could have got. But, yeah, could have got, yeah. But I think he's the perfect pick when you look at the way he is with Spears and the story with the, with the chair shot to Cody and everything going in. Yeah, this is a very, very well-built match. Cody knows how to build his matches. Cody is very, very good at developing a story. Yeah. I know... It comes off as he's self-centered a lot, and but, I mean, he does know how to tell a story, and he does know how to get a match going. I mean, the matches with Kenny Omega, the match with Aldis, I mean... Cody and his brother. <laughs> with his brother, I yeah. mean, arguably the best match on that card. And the, and the promo that he did on leading up, leading up to Double or Nothing... Was when he sliced up the Attitude Era, and he, t- he took a shot at The Rock, and he just... He knows how to build that story and get you invested into that match. The funny thing is with this is that he's coming off, he's trying to build himself as the baby face. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. And Cody has been known to turn his back or be more well-known as the heel, as the pompous jerk, as the rich boy. I mean, to, to, he's in a completely different... I mean, it, it, the funny thing is, is that his, his number one, or his number two, who does number two... Work for. That's it. You show that turd who's boss. Keep going. His number. <laughs> you did have a thought before that. His number one would be Brandy. His number two would be MJF, who is their best heel. Yeah. In AEW. <laughs> yeah. So the whole dynamic. And, every, and not on the card, actually. Yeah. Which is surprising. The whole dynamic is a little weird. Well, Cody does get one person by his side. In his match against Sean Spears. Okay. So, I mean, you would think mine would probably go to, okay, he's going to bring out his brother. Or he's going to bring, you never know. He could bring out a surprise. Another surprise. They like doing that at AEW. They do. And and you know what? Because you don't get the surprises elsewhere. You don't really get the surprises like that if it's not the Royal Rumble for, or one of their big four for WWE. You're right. So I like the. I, I mean, every, I don't know people that don't like the surprises. I know a lot of people would be like, well, it's unnecessary, but fuck you. It's entertainment. What do you mean, necessary? Necessary. <laughs> don't go Is there. Is it necessary no. that I drink my own urine? No, but it's sterile. And I like the taste. A match that I know both of us have, are really looking forward to Poppycock. Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc. And that little weasel, Darby Allen, <laughs> in the Cracker Barrel Clash. 
Now, to all the AEW supporters who hate on WWE, you cannot tell me if WWE came out and they had the Chick-fil-A clash, you wouldn't be all over WWE for selling out and putting that name on a match, but yet it's cool to put the Cracker Bell clash on this match. Well, here's the thing. WWE sells out every time. They've yeah, had, but they, they don't have, name matches after restaurants. Their whole event is sponsored by Snickers. Or yeah, the event being sponsored by one is completely different three than of their a top, name on a match. Three of their top stars, albeit a hysterical commercial, <laughs> are eating fucking Skittles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the... Uh, when you and that's a, not corny. No, that no, you're right. And that should be the corniest thing in the world. So what is the problem with naming this the Cracker Barrel Crash? Besides the fact that it's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, I just think that if you were to name an actual match, if WWE was to do this of an actual match name with a restaurant, people would be all over WWE. Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's how what makes this slightly different and actually makes it make sense. Mm-hmm. They've been taking photos out front of a Cracker, cracker Barrel, barrel I for understand that. over a year oh, now. I understand the connection. So I they, understand that. Don't yes, get me wrong. Yes, but WWE doesn't put that much effort into doing anything. To build a match? Yeah, look, I, that I understand. To put a stipulation I, I get or get saying. a sponsor? They put fucking time in with Cracker Barrel. But not because, hey, down the road, these are going to be our sponsors. They just ate there. And no, that's... they got When the, they first start going there, that was their mindset. Come on. It makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, if you're... How long... They probably knew about AEW while they were going to these Cracker Barrels. Uh, they, they, I think remember I, I how know. good being the elite used to be yeah and how good they were at building things and leading up and how long that they probably planned these things and to put them all together onto film yeah like things weren't just wong as much as it kind of seems like that sometimes they no, actually they have yeah. a pretty good plan of what they're doing i mean i think because it's probably their favorite spot to stop at it's can it's i don't know why then, it's not all that great I'd know. rather go to an Applebee's. I honestly have never eaten at a Cracker Barrel. Really? Honestly. Okay. Yeah. But we live like yeah. But that that Cracker Barrel hasn't been at Nishamani the entire time I've lived in Ben Salem. Okay. It's fairly new considering what it is. But I, I just look. I understand it. But I mean, I'm just saying the haters want to jump on WWE for everything they do, and this is just completely fine because the guys eat there. Like that again. Let's look at everything the same way and. You can't, though, because they're not the same. It's still a wrestling company. Yeah. It's still guys putting on a wrestling show to entertain you. And they're the same same company? No. Same brand? No. So they have to do things exactly the same way? No, but fans, as a, you can't be hypocritical as a fan well, here's to, the thing. to the, mock one for doing something and then not do that. That's you, what I'm saying. That This is what fans do. Oh, this, I know that. This is the, <laughs> fan, that this is sure. the fan base now. This is leading inevitably to a split. You're going to have probably 40-somethings WWE, rah-rah, and you're going to have mm -hmm. the 20-somethings rah-rah AEW, and yeah. they both don't know how to act, and here we are in the middle trying to be mediators, defending both. Oh, well, and that's the thing. Fans, like, look, look what we just talked about five, ten minutes ago. A group of fans got all up in arms over a rating system of something that's predetermined. You know what I mean? Like... That's what wrestling fans do. That's what wrestling is. Predetermined. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. For the most part, unless 
Vince is running it from the shot of the hip. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just, I don't like being overly critical just for the fact of being overly critical. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing. That's what bothers me. I mean, that's why I like to be optimistic about all of it. Despite the name that irritates you, the Cracker Barrel Clash, this could also be a match that steals the show, as long as Darby Allen doesn't win. <laughs> Yeah, we've really been soured on Darby Allen, haven't we? Yes, because he did not deserve to win that title. That title for NEW belonged to Hale Collins. Yes. His time was now. It was not Darby Allen's time. Go to AEW. The time was now for Hale Collins. Yes. Screw you, Darby. Janela or Havoc, either way, as long as... I want to see see Joey Janela. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, actually, I think, I'm kind of leaning towards Havoc on that one. I think Allen's going to end up winning. Probably. I don't want him to, but I think he's going to. But I think out of everybody who will be the most relatable and fans will get behind once they go to TV, I think Joey Janela. I think he just screams like that blue collar, like, let's have fun. Like, he's got, I think he has the most personality out of all of them. Out of them three? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you build Janela up. I think he gets the win. I think he should. I think he's going to be the most marketable. I mean, yeah, I no, one, see no one likes emo anymore, Darby. No one likes emo. Get out of here with that shit. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Oh, shit. I mean, ladder match. I'm going to say it again. This could be the match <laughs> of the night. I mean, anytime you put the Young Bucks in a match with ladders, titles on the line, and then you put across from them, Another top five tag team in the Lucha Brothers with ladders, titles on the line. It's going to be absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, because this is a match to where, like we, like Dustin and Cody versus the Bucks. This could be the they fucking can't just play their, They can't play their hits. No, they got to play their hits times ten. Exactly. They got to play their hits off ladders. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be. I mean, th- this is what you want to bring something new to TV. I mean, yes, you've seen ladder matches in WWE before. I mean, yeah, they're they're usually really great. But, oh, wait, what's this other company doing the same? They're doing a ladder match? Well, I got to look at this. I mean, we got to see fucking Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins in two matches for Clash of Champions. Yawn. I got to look at some fucking ladders. And then the main event. Yes, the title match. For the newly crowned first ever AEW World Champion. Adam Hangman Page, or Hangman, or fucking JR call him like an asswipe, Hangman, Hangman, Hangman. Yeah. What a fucking schmuck. Yeah. Against the GOAT, Chris Jericho. Breaking the walls down. Uh, Torn. Yeah, absolutely. Both of us. I mean, we really, really love Jericho, so of course we'd want to see the title on him. But Either, Here's the thing. Either way, I'm not going to be shocked. It's it's going to be when it happens, you'll get my genuine reaction because I will react one way. Because mm-hmm. if Hangman wins, I'll probably be like, okay. Yeah. But if Jericho wins, I'll probably be like, holy <laughs> shit. I can't believe they did that. Well, yeah, because... And, at this point, I'd be more surprised if Jericho won. Yeah, because you look at it, he's the youth. He's the guy that, obviously, in their singles, they're going to want to push. You th- you would think Hangman would be, but here's the thing. Maybe he's not. We, we don't know what's upcoming because in Philly will be the first defense. Yes. Will be their third show on TV. 
October 16th, right? October 16th will yeah. be their third show. Yeah. There'll be three shows in. They're trying to get new eyes on the product. Those new eyes aren't going to aren't going to know who Hangman Page is or Hangman. They're going to know Chris Jericho. Yeah. No, you're right. And if that first defense is against John Moxley, they're going to know Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. Man, I don't know. It's I'm so tough. torn. I'm, I'm so oh, torn. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, I think that's WWE thinking too. Like, oh, who are the yes. people? Because they're trying yeah. to cater, so they say, to start off with a niche market. They're fans. Well, guess what? Their fans are still fans of Chris Jericho. I don't think AEW fans are going to be upset in the slightest that Chris Jericho won. No, because every, I think they're because everything's great with AEW, every, so it's not going to matter. I think people are going to like no matter who wins any match on this whole entire card. I don't think that there's going. To, I think there's going to be the the great defenders of anything that happens during this show. Exactly. Even yeah. if you have an, a, a a different opinion to what happens and who should have won, you're going to have a group of people that are come to defend whatever decision they make. So if Hangman wins, it's going to be the right decision. If Jericho wins, it's going to still be the right decision. And that goes down the card. If this person wins, oh, it's still a good decision. There's a reason, there's a a way of thinking per one. Personally, I think Spears should go over Cody. Yeah, because you're, again, like you just said, you're building, you're trying to build new stars. I'm always more like, who needs it? Yeah, who, who absolutely. Needs it? Cody doesn't need that win. He doesn't. No. Unless he's next in line because they're go, they're talking about making wins and losses mean something. If Cody wants to be first in line for that title, wins and losses are going to mean something. Cody's going to get that win. And then you're going to have your people like, well, now Dillinger leaves WWE on a losing streak and picks up right where he left off. You're going to hear it. Of course. Yeah, I just I said you. it. Yeah. And I don't think that. But there's going to be people that think that. And that's the thing. is, And that's what the one question with AEW was when they started it and will be for a while is, oh, so the Bucks and Cody... And Hangman are just going to keep winning everything because they own the company. You know what I mean? That's going to come as well. It's it, it, that's what they say with the pay per views. Like, oh well, Cody's going to Cody's going to main event. Like, that's going to come. The criticism is going to come from haters, and then you're going to have the people that think everything is great. Like you said, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything, everything is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, look, all in all, this is going to be a great card. It's going to be a really, really great night of wrestling. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be fun to watch. You know what? Every time the all-out, the double or nothing, double or nothing yeah. it was absolutely incredible. And mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And I can say that with a open mind, that it was absolutely incredible. And I don't expect anything less from this one. I think we're going to see new things, things we haven't seen before. Uh, it's just it's going to be exciting. And we need to talk about the a couple of tag matches that they have. The 21-woman 24, 24, casino battle royale. We also didn't talk about who's got a live mic, who was in a wrestling ring yesterday at StarCast. Someone who's trolling, or may he be trolling, may he not be trolling. He's going to be in Chicago. Everyone already knows he's going to be there. He's signing autographs. CM signing Punk. autographs. Absolutely. He looks like he's having fun. Yeah, I mean, the slipping on the ropes and not knowing how to sit, it was just Saying like... Saying that it hurts. Yeah, it, is it him doing that just so people think he's not going to wrestle? And, and like, no, it's every, everyone's perfect. Just, everyone's just like... Oh, he, like, everyone is expecting him to come out. Everyone wants to hear 
the cult fun. of personality. Everybody wants yes. to hear the cult of personality. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. They 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 need <laughs> they if they were to ever want to like okay so we got top names in the WWE. We got Chris Jericho. We got Dean Ambrose. Two two well known. I mean Chris Jericho obviously, but CM Punk game changer. Game oh, yeah. changer. Yeah. Absolutely. And if he was ever one to hold a grudge and wanted to stick it to Triple H, he's got the opportunity of a lifetime going head-to-head against his bread and butter, his baby of NXT. I don't know if he's that spiteful, but for a few million dollars a year, I'd be pretty spiteful. I'd be as spiteful as you wanted me to. They've already started taking shots at WWE whenever they get the chance. Yeah, yeah, and what's the biggest shot you could take besides CM, CM Punk? Is it you've already schlubbed out Bret Hart introducing your title? Yeah, after he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, and we'll see. And another thing on Saturday, the introduction of the women's title. Yes, who are they going to bring out to do that? We talked about this when they first announced it, and we were saying um, Medusa. Medusa was a was one that we were saying. Uh, didn't you say um, Mickey James? Maybe Mickey you said James. Mickey James was another one. So that that could be another one to where they bring out another former WWE uh, wom- woman to to bring the title out. Mickey James comes out and introduces it. She should win just so she gets that ninth title, or is it and or is it eighth? It would be her eighth title. Yes, eighth. Just so she and then win it again. She should win it until she is over Trish Stratus, and she could say that she has won more. And then AEW could throw some money at Trish Stratus, and she could show up at AEW. <laughs> yeah. All in all, Saturday night is gonna be a fun night of wrestling, and I can't I can't wait to watch it. Yep. I can't wait to drop some money. Yeah. This shit's expensive. I know it is. Damn. It's gonna be worth it though. It, it will be. It's gonna be a lot more worth it than Clash of Champions. Well, we, already pay, we already paid for that. Yeah, but but if you were to have to put out, I wouldn't put out sixty dollars for Clash of Champions. Fuck no! If if people <laughs> had to put out sixty dollars for WWE pay per views, they'd be in the hole. Yeah, Vince wouldn't be able to start up the XFL. Now you're right on that, because no one would buy that shit. You'd buy the the top four. I'd yeah, get the I would yeah. buy the Rumble and Mania, and I'd think about because SummerSlam I probably wouldn't have ordered. No, I'm not a big fan of SummerSlam. Survivor really Series. I like Survivor Series just because the concept. Not yeah, but they don't. They haven't matches. done Survivor Series justice in quite some time. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. So be the big two. Yep, the big deuce. <laughs> Who does number two work for? So before we end the show and say goodbye, a couple things we want to tell you about. Of course, September 28th, 3 p.m. at the Wrestle Factory. Pizza party wrestling, grapple picking, uh, tickets. We're about, we're actually one day less than a month away now. So, tickets, if you want to get tickets at a discounted rate, you have to go on to the website, Thin Crust in all caps, get that 20% off, about $16 for the ticket, and uh, it'll be a good day of wrestling. Team Gulak versus Team Quack. Retro AG versus Alex Zane. I mean, quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Did you quack at him? <laughs> it's going to be a great day of wrestling. Come out, support indie wrestling. Come say hi to us as we are a official sponsor of Pizza Party Wrestling. And we'll have some shirts. Yes. Um, also, Buy our shirts. Speaking of buying our shirts, 
Pro Wrestling Tees has the sale going on for Labor Day. So pop on over to our pro wrestling store, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash 215wrestling. 20% off until Tuesday if you use the promo code Labor Day. And um, last thing we have is we started an Instagram page, or I started an Instagram page for us. I have no idea what the fuck Instagram is. <laughs> but um, follow us at Brotherly Love Wrestling. Um, any, any and all things from us going to the events to meeting any wrestlers to clips of this show and our interview with Lance Hoyt that we did uh, literally right before this and we released it a couple days, of, of course, before it. Um, so if you want to take a look at all them and any kind of pictures, follow us on Instagram, Brotherly Love Wrestling. And I think that finally about wraps it up. Hell yes. Yes. So enjoy the weekend. Listen to our shows. Make sure you subscribe on anywhere you listen to this fine podcast. Spread the word. Spread the love. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Later.